Thank you, Dean. Is that amazing? Better is one is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Wow. Well, <laughs> it's interesting because uh, this morning we're uh, talking about devotion to Christ, and um, I see that there's a lot of empty seats. So we got some work. Uh, <laughs> Uh, evangelism work, uh, brotherly love imagine, uh, work, and um, uh, we need to um, take it for, uh, for what it is. I mean, we have a lot of uh, stuff going on uh, in the world that we're living right now. There's so many devices, so many uh, entertainments, so many things, and uh, uh, God uh, obviously is waiting for us. You know, it's, I don't know how often... Uh, you and I make people wait for you. Uh, I tend to do that too many times. I've been told many times that that is not cool. And I still struggle with it. Uh, but having God wait for us. You know, God has opened the church. He opened uh, the, the worship. And we're not here. Um, this morning I want to talk about imitating Christ. Another way of saying it is looking out for number two. We know who number two is, right? We know who number one is. Who's number one? Us, me. Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay. But the problem is that Paul writes to the Philippians, one of the, his favorite churches. He says that in humility, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your, to the inter your interests, but also to the interests of others. Your attitude should be the same as that of Jesus Christ, who being in the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself Nothing, or another translation is that he emptied himself, taking the very nature of a servant. This is the God of glory. This is the Messiah. This is the beloved of God the Father. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. And he became a human being but not only that, but he became a humble human being. Can you imagine that? Jesus demoted himself so that he can be devoted to the mission of the Father. To find the lost. To return Israel back to its roots, back to its destiny. So that through the Jewish people that you and I would know Christ. We know God. So God came down. He humbled himself. And came to be obedient to death up to death. Even death on a cross. Therefore. This is an amazing thing. When Christ did all this. Therefore, God the Father did something else as a response to this. A response to this. He said that, therefore, God the Father 
exalted him. He raised him up. To the highest place. Wow. We don't know how high Christ was before the incarnation, before he came down and was demoted. But when he completed the mission of the Father, when he let himself be crucified, when he let himself die, he is God. He, he never tasted death. He never even came close to that. But when he did this, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name. That in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. And every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You see, the, the message this morning is about us doing the same thing. It's about us saying to ourselves, I know how to take care of number one. Thank you very much. I know how to take care of my family and my friends and you know, people that I love and the BFFs and all that stuff. I know how to you know, go on Facebook and figure out where everybody is and what they're doing and being, uh, being a good friend. But the question is, what about the number two? What about the people around me that I don't really care for? The people that are a lot of times are... Nothing. They mean nothing to me. This is an ancient hymn that I just read. The ancient church would come on the Lord's Day. In the Greek, actually, the Lord's Day is called Kyriaki. Kyrios means Lord. So it's the Lord's Day. That's actually the name that is in the, in the Word of God. It was the Lord's Day. Why? Because He was resurrected early Sunday morning. And from then on, the Sabbath was not enough. It had to be another day that commemorated the amazing thing that God did. That God the Father resurrected Him. Even though He had all the sins of all of mankind of all time on Himself. Even though He died God the Father resurrected him because he forgave our sins through that amazing and eternal sacrifice. Last Sunday we talked about the fact that he is the, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. God made it so that it was so important to God that even before he created the world, even before he even said anything about let there be light, and let Adam and Eve come up and, you know, let all the vegetation and all that stuff and all the, all the galaxies. God already had sacrificed His Son, the Lamb of God, before He founded the world. That's how so important this was. So this ancient hymn tells the story of Jesus Christ's devotion. Because of His devotion to the Father, and it's asking us to do the same. It takes a different attitude to be able to serve number two. And the way 
you and I have to learn to serve number two is by going through the same process that Jesus Christ did. The first thing that has to happen is that we need to start talking about how do I serve the people that are not necessarily socially connected to me. People that I don't really think about. They're not important people in my book. Maybe I don't even have uh, Facebook, we're not even Facebook, Facebook friends. How do I get to the point of getting a sacred devotion so that through the devotion that I have for Jesus Christ who died for me and made me important in the universe, important in the face of God, may be cleansed and may be a son of God, a child of God that I did not deserve to be, how can I do the same thing and learn to love the people around me? that I do not have a responsibility to love because they're not part of my family, they're not my friends, they're not people even at work that are important to me because I need to be, you know, I to show myself that I'm a nice person and I, uh, you know, I'm working with everybody else in the, in the room and, you know, I, I'm a good employee. I mean, none of those things. There's no secondary gain. The only gain that we have is basically the misery of de demoting myself. where our pride is hurt, is decapitated. <coughs> so the first question for you and me this morning is, are you devoted to Jesus? Because that's where it starts. If you are devoted to Jesus, then you will take a demotion for Jesus. That you will not see yourself as above and beyond anybody else. That you will not see yourself that you are better than somebody else. And you know what? This is what church is all about. Church is the training place. The house of God is the training place where we learn to have people that come from different places that we're not actually related to them, to be able to rub shoulders with them, to understand who they are, to love them, to feel like we're not better than them, that we are under them and we want to serve them. And as we do this, then we're able to be trained to do this without even thinking. This is why we do church every Sunday. I want you not not somebody next to you. Say every Sunday. <laughs> it's every Sunday. Okay? Not only the time that I feel like going to church on Sunday. Okay? Because feelings are very difficult, right? They come and go. <laughs> the moods come and go, right? And there's always something that comes on Saturday or Sunday morning that, you know what, I don't feel like it, or oh, I have to do this right now. <laughs> and the promise that I'll, I will, I'll be there Sunday. Really? Okay, don't say anything until you come. Okay? <laughs> don't say anything until you come. And, and I know that, you know, it's... We need to take a demotion from where we are. Why? Because... Without that emotion, we have no idea how other people feel about us not being present, about us not being the people that God wants us to be. And when that happens, there's discouragement. 
And I'm, I'm so proud of, of our worship team because they're not going to be discouraged. They're not. And you know why? Because they have a fellowship and they pray. They pray. You know, how do you, how do you allow yourself to take a, de a demotion? How do you measure your devotion to Christ? <clears throat> it's by the, the time of, of, of the length of time that you spend with Him. So when you do the arithmetic this morning and ask yourself, how much time do I spend with Christ? How much time do I spend thinking about Christ? Which doesn't take anything other than you can drive and think about Christ. You can drive and, you know, shoot out a prayer, right? You can drive and say, thank you, Lord. You can drive and say, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving me this life. Are you devoted to Jesus, your Lord? Then you have to serve Him by serving others. This is, what he, this is what he told us. This is what he said. You know, if I, he said, remember that night he was betrayed, he took the towel and knelt before every one of those disciples and washed their feet. <laughs> the purest person that heaven could master. The most amazing, the most exalted Lord of Lords and King of Kings. He demoted himself. He became a servant and washed the dirty feet of the disciples. Can you follow his example? I know that it will never, we will never be able to reach the height of glory that Jesus had, nor the depths of his Demotion that he was able to exemplify. But we need to start. We need to change our attitude. You need to look at ourselves in the mirror and say to ourselves, you know, without Christ you're nothing. Without serving Christ's interests and Christ's commands and applying them in your life, you're not going to amount to anything. But if you follow Christ, if you are able to put aside your pride and your understanding of who you are and look into the mirror as, as um, James writes, look into the mirror of the, of the Word of God and see yourself the way you are, where your heart is, where, what your thinking is about yourself, then you will be able to have a sacred demotion for Christ. And when I take the sacred demotion for Christ, I'm able to do what Christ did. Serve my neighbor as I serve myself. This is why we have a fellowship of believers. This is why we connect with not just this fellowship, but we'll connect with all the other pastors and all the other churches and we'll come together to be the body of Christ without all the distinctions of 
our theology and the way we do we practice Christianity and what we believe about baptism and all the other stuff that divides us. We come together and we say we are the body of Christ. We belong to one another. We will take demotions because we are devoted to Christ. You know, it, there's a thinking in the church that the way we are able to imitate Christ is the way to go. But imitating Christ is tough. The way we are able to master this powerful change in us is by, by being able to understand what happened to Christ and how that impacts ourselves. It takes an extra step to be willing to care for somebody. And it takes confidence in what Christ has done for you and for me. I'm going back to how much do you love Christ? How much do you have communion with Christ? How much do you read the Word of God to remind you, to let you know again and again on a daily basis that this is who you are in Christ? And you have the commandment that Christ gave the disciples, that we love one another. And that love is not something that we only do for the fellowship, but we love, as I said, this is the training ground in the fellowship of the church, is the training ground for us to be able to take all that God has given us, see the other people around us, how they do it, how they are able to struggle and then persist and, and do what Christ is asking them to do and be able to grow in humility and grow in the service of Christ. The power of the resurrection is what gives us the power to be able to imitate Christ. Without the power of the resurrection, all of us would have a difficult time even thinking about serving number two. But what happened with the resurrection of Christ is that not only did Christ come out alive, but He is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And what is Christ doing at the right hand of the Father? He is praying for us. He's interceding for you and me. He's interceding for every thought that comes into your head, every decision that you make, every response of your heart, every single step that you take in devotion towards Christ and are, are just are shocked for the love of Christ that, for, that is for you. He is interceding with the Father. And the other most important thing is that you and I, because of Christ's death and resurrection, we have the Holy Spirit inside us. This was the promise of God. God was, in the Old Testament, He, was, he figured it out very quickly. You know, these people are not going to be the people that I want. 
Who are these people? These are the people that he saved from slavery. The people that Moses brought out of Egypt. But even as they're on their way to the promised land, even after they received the promised land, they were never consistent. So Jesus brought in not just the resurrection of the dead, because he was resurrected, but also brought in the Spirit of God that was then implanted into our hearts. We don't get discouraged because we want to do good, we want to serve Christ, we want to serve others around us, but we have so little time, and so little, so little energy, so little willingness to do it. And Paul writes in Romans that we should not be disappointed, we should not be discouraged because hope does not fail. Because the Holy Spirit of God has shed all the love of God in your heart and my heart. You do not need to manufacture anything. It's there. It's a deposit of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is there continuously working in your heart, in your mind, in your subconscious, and giving you the power to go above and beyond what you've done so far. Amen. That's the extra step of being able to say to yourself, you know, Christ showed us how to live on this earth. Even though he was Lord of Lords, he became a servant of all. Can I also follow his lead? Can I also do the same thing and be confident? Be confident. It's one thing, you know, to be asked by somebody, can you help me? You know, I need, I need to drive someplace and my car is not working. Or, you know, people around us that have the, uh, you know, the, um, the freedom to ask us to do something, right? Can you go to the extra step where you actually ask somebody else, what can I do for you? I want us to take a quick look at ourselves, our attitude in our life. How often do you serve? Not people that you have to serve, your boss or your significant people in your life that you don't want to lose. <laughs> How often do you serve because you humble yourself and you help somebody? I want to end with uh, this uh, hit song. It's, uh, <clears throat> I know a lot of you probably that are close to my age probably know the song right away. So I'm going to ask the team to uh, play the song. And I want you to think of this. It's the extra step. It's not waiting for somebody. But it's actually taking a crucial and difficult step forward. Listen.